Leaders and healers, gamers and claimers, ladies and gentlemen from around the universe, from around the globe, from around the community, welcome to the Power, Purpose, and Passion podcast. I am your host, Anthony Cheem, speaker, life coach, trainer, musician, singer, songwriter, friend, family, member to the community, to the world, husband, brother, son, father, every role I can play to, uh, to help and guide you to be the best version of yourself. This is a podcast where we help you claim your power, clarify your purpose, and cultivate your deepest, widest, and highest passions possi- possible so you can ultimately show up as a better, best, and more enlightened version of yourself. Wise, alive, free, loving, and contributing, and compassionate, and strong, and courageous. And then ultimately, once you do that, you're able to then share and care and inspire others to do the exact same, because that's what it's all about, guys. It's not just about learning as much as you can and earning as much as you can, but then sharing it and then learn, earn, and returning it to the people that are unfortunate, don't have the actual access to these type of things, and then making the stronger stronger and lifting up the weak that are weak. And and together, we're on this planet because we all live on one planet, one Earth, and we're here together to live this and to share this planet with every single person, every animal, every sentient being on this planet. So thank you for joining us on the show. Thank you so much, Cam, for joining me on the apps of my power partner in Chatham. Uh, how you doing, man? What's going on? I'm doing very good. Thank you. Um, Excellent. Looking forward to the weather change. It's such a beautiful day outside. Oh, man, I was wearing, I didn't need a jacket. You know, and with, I- <laughs> with the change in season, I think, I don't know, it excites me. It gets me, it makes me want to make changes in my life. I don't know about mm-hmm. you guys, but I think this is like the prime time because January, I don't know, it didn't feel, New Year's never oh. feels right to change. But at this point, it's like, yeah. Things are moving. Things are speeding up, and I love it. Yeah, And and you know what? At the end of the day, life does occur. Your business occurs in seasons. Your personal life occurs in seasons. Your relationships occur in seasons. Your spiritual life occurs in seasons. That's the natural progression of life. And if we can actually learn both the negatives and the positives from all four seasons, then we could then take a step back and then take advantage of those seasons so that we could rest. We can take care, plant seeds, grow um, you know, you know, seize opportunity, all those great things that come along with the seasons or in the winter, if you're in the season of winter, it could be, you just need to re- step back and relax and just allow, you know, um, let go of control and enjoy, enjoy it and reflect and re-examine and maybe set some new objectives, new examine your blueprint of how life's supposed to be. So, um, yeah, I, I get it. April, uh, usually April and May is when I, when I start to get out of the funk of my own seasonal affective disorder, usually hits me the, at the peak is February. February, right until the end of April, mid-April is usually, and then come May, I'm just like, because the sun, the light is out longer days, um, and I'm, I usually am at my peak, peak performance at the highest levels of, of, of focus and awareness from probably from May to probably to the end of, end of December. So, anyways, my winter in, <laughs> is from January to probably about May. So I'm excited too. But you know what? I take advantage of whatever season that comes because I know God is on my side, love is on my side, love is what is the engine that you, runs the universe. And it's not meant to hurt me. It's, it's there to help me uh, with greater insight and greater awareness and greater wisdom. So today's episode is three, I don't know how you titled this there, Cam, but I titled it three reasons why you must fail or why failure is necessary in life. And the first lesson is you cannot, as one of my mentors used to say, you learn very little, you learn very little from your successes and so much more from your failures that you know, failing 10,000 times to make the incandescent light bulb 
Thomas Edison learned 10,000 ways how to not make an incandescent light bulb. So you get lessons from your failures. You take a baby that's fallen 400 times uh, trying to walk, and then they, you don't say that they're failures. You say that they're, they're lessons on what's not working. And when they finally walk, compared to how many times you fail, like how old are you, Cam? 20, 21 years old, right? So let's face it for a second. You're 20 years old. How long have you been walking for since you were, what, one years old about? How many steps have you taken since you started walking? Millions, probably. Pro probably millions. You've succeeded one million times or more steps in your lifetime, and yet we focus on the one failure that we have in our life, yet you're succeeding every moment. That you had to fall 400 times in order to finally learn how to actually properly walk. That's a fact. You had to do that. Whether it be learning how to uh, lift weights or learning how to manage your, your finances or learning to pray or meditate or learning to listen when you're communicating with your spouse or your husband or your wife or your mother, father, best friend, teacher, coach, boss, whatever it might be. You've got to fail and fail and fail and fail. And as Michael Jordan says, you know, I failed so many times and that is why I succeed. And then uh, the, I think the CEO of Honda had a great quote. He said, 99% of success is failure. You're going to fail. Let's face it. And, 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 when, and when the rocket ship went first to the moon, it, it was off course, you know, 80, 90% of the time. So in every failure, there's life lessons. In every failure, there's a, there's a, there's a deep-seated golden nugget of lesson there. And the second, and the second one lesson is, the uh, second reason why is it teaches you humility, because imagine you, you knew everything that you needed to know and you were successful in every area and you weren't failing. Then your ego would just take over. You would just be the cockiest, most... People couldn't even stand your ego, <laughs> for lack of a better word. People wouldn't want to be around you because, you know what, I, I, I've discovered, and one of my favorite lines I say to people, my humble pie is baking in the oven 24-7, 24-7, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and it's usually served at those moments and I need it most and God is ready to serve it. My wife is ready to serve it. My kids are ready to serve it. My clients are ready to serve it and the people that love me are ready to serve it. The universe is ready to serve it and it's always baked at the perfect temperature and it's served with ice cream and whipped cream when I'm ready for it. But let me tell you something, humility and a humble heart, man, let me tell you, that is one of the two of the greatest characteristics that you can learn as being a human, a loving, caring, compassionate, and wise human. Some of the most wisest people were all also the most humble people and humility and a humble heart cannot be learned when you're succeeding all the time. In fact, you're, when you're succeeding all the time, that's usually when uh, your ego and you, and you start to believe your own PR, <laughs> so to speak. And the third reason why failure is necessary, why you must fail is if you couldn't fail, you couldn't succeed. Right, so imagine, imagine you took a ba the baby, a new infant baby coming out of the, the, the womb of the mother and you did. You picked it up. You carried it around everywhere because you didn't want it to fall from trying to stand and walk. Guess what? If you did that all the baby's life, by the time they're 16, you, you kept carrying that person around. They're never going to learn to walk. They're never going to learn how to successfully be on their own. Oftentimes, I tell people, I often tell parents, what do you really want for your children? Do you want them? What do you want? And they say, I want them to be happy. I said, eh, wrong answer. You want them to be independent and strong it wise and decisive because they're not going to always be happy. But when you, when you let them fall, when you let them fail in those failures and falling down are life lessons that they can learn to pick themselves up. And in that they grow, uh, they grow physical strength, mental strength, character strength, soul strength, spiritual strength, emotional strength that you could not learn if you're always succeeding, if you're always given things and things were easy. 
Sorry to say that, but that's what happens. So, and unfortunately, a lot of parents do that. They do everything for the children. The more you do for the ch your children, the less they can do for themselves. That's 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 something to remember. As Dennis Whitley says, he's a famous famous uh, uh, psychologist and motivational speaker. He talks about, hey, give give your children and the people you're working with roots and wings, not loots and things. Let me repeat that. Don't give your kids and the people you're working with loots and things give them roots and wings and how you do you do that you allow them to fall you allow them to fail and then you ask them the question how did you fail what did you learn now get back up on your own two feet i'm going to be here to guide you i'm going to here to speak truth into you i'm going to here to motivate you inspire you and teach you as best i can but i can't take that path whatever path you're on for you i can take it with you but i can't take it for you and the only way to learn that is to teach people and to get right with failure because the only way to succeed is if you fail You've got to learn to fail. Some of the greatest people, performers in, in athletics, failed more than everybody else, and that's why they succeed. They've hit more balls. They've done more jump shots. They've shot the puck way more times uh, at home in practice and so on and so forth and failed and failed and fa until they finally mastered their art and because they've done that, uh, they're the best in the world. And I'm just using sports as an analogy. You can do that with painting. You can do that with learning a language, playing guitar, building a house, whatever it might be. So let's recap those three reasons why, why failure is necessary, why you must fail is because you learn critical life lessons. Number two, it teaches you humility and a humble heart, which are two of my favorite, I think most important characteristics that, that you can learn long-term for a graceful and powerful and an abundant life. And three, if you couldn't fail, you could not succeed. It's all about taking those failures, converting them into life lessons, stepping stones, catapults, springboards to the next evolution of who you are and what you were meant to do on this planet. What do you think there, Cam? I, I love it. I think another thing I like doing when I meet new people is I ask them, you know, what's the most emotionally significant moment of your life? Like what is the, the thing that, that the number one shaper that has created you into the person you are today. Mm. And you get a vast variety of different answers. Obviously we all have our own story, but many times it's a negative thing or a failure mm -hmm. or yep. something where they messed up or, you know, it, it's, it shapes us tremendously because mm -hmm. I've said, I think I may have said this on this show. I'm not sure, but I said, I remember writing down, when we feel good and everything's perfect, we ask no questions. When we mm -hmm. ask no questions, we get no answers. Mm -hmm. When we get no answers, we're bored. When we're bored, we don't grow and mm -hmm. life is miserable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. It, and so on and so forth. And so it's, it's good to fail because then there's a knock at the door. There's a reason to answer. Mm -hmm. a reason for, for you to have to get up and do something. Things start mm -hmm. to change. It's weird how some people are uh you know addicted to drama they love mm -hmm. drama because it's like yep. they, their lives are so mundane that they have to that's that they get a kick out of things going wrong or them mm -hmm. even getting involved in something and them making stupid mistakes and failing yeah. and blah 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 you know yeah. so yeah yeah uh not only you must fail it's like like you said it, it is necessary for you to i mean live a full life with with different it's it's i mean you said it all really <laughs> no and i appreciate your insight there cam because we're at two different stages of our life and it's good to hear your your input and my input as you kind of reflect on what i said and the, add your own flavor to it and 
I have to say everything I've ever learned in my life and I've ever felt like I've mastered or continuing to master, whether it be a musical instrument or speaking on stage or writing books, I'm always learning to get better. I mean, it was, I think it was Renoir, one of the greatest painters in the history of mankind at age 77. He, he was friend asked him after like he's, he had major arthritis and major pain in his body. He's like, why do you keep doing this? He goes, I'm still progressing. And the very next day he died. So at age 77, you know, his paintings, and at one time, I think it was Monet said to Monet, or Monet said to Monet, you know, why don't you tell, why don't you tell uh, Renoir he's no good, he has no talent whatsoever. He was told he sucked and, and he was rejected by many different people. And guess what? He was part of an organization, a, a, group, of, a group of artists who formed this sort of secret society against, against the, the, um, the institution that was rejecting them. And, and guess who was in this small group? Monet, Monet, no, it was Monet, Cezanne, uh, who was the other one? Uh, Pizarro, Renoir, and Dega. Five of the greatest artists in the history. All rejected. All failures to society in that institution at that time. And yet, you look at their paintings and you would never judge those paintings, especially when they're worth millions and millions of dollars. So, so rejection, failure, they're, 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 to me, that, you know, when people says, like, when someone says, I can't do something, that actually, I use that as fuel. I convert that into fuel. I convert that into drive. And that makes me hungry even more to give. Not to prove them wrong. That's not, that's not I mean, that, that happens in the process, but that's not my primary. It, it's, it's to fuel me even more. And, and to walk and breathe my mission even more through what I say, through what I do, through my life. And as Gandhi says, I love what he says about, he says, my life is my message and I wish to live that way too. So God bless you guys for listening on the podcast. If you love this podcast, comment, question, subscribe to it on iTunes or YouTube or whatever. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to answer your questions. We'd love to hear your comments because you know those are also fuel for why we do this podcast. So thank you for joining us on this podcast. Um, to your continued upgrade and evolution, live it up with power, purpose, and passion. God bless you guys and to your endeavors and beyond. Have a great day.